You will call your son John, and he will be the glorious messenger of the Messiah you have prayed for all your life. He will prepare the world for the coming of the King of Heaven. Zachariah was trembling. Can this really be the truth? he whispered. You do not believe me, said the angel. Then those will be the last words you speak until your son is born. Until that moment, you will be dumb. The smoke from the incense rolled around the temple like a thundercloud, and when it had cleared, Zachariah found himself alone once more. He staggered out into the daylight to bless the people, but the words were gone. His tongue was empty. His mouth opened and shut like the mouth of a lizard. The people gazed at his white face and glowing eyes and murmured to one another that something extraordinary had happened to their priest. Surely he had seen a vision. Still he said nothing, but clutched at a pillar and pointed upwards towards the heavens. Slowly the crowd drifted off towards their homes, excited and bewildered. Zechariah made his way home too. At every step, He lost some of his panic and began to understand what marvellous news it was that the angel had brought, for himself and Elizabeth, and for the whole world. The words that piled up against his tongue like waters trapped behind a dam were proof that the message was true. He was to have a son. Not only that, but the king they had longed for was to come at last, and his son, his son, was to make it possible. The only way he could tell his wife was to write down what had happened, slowly and painstakingly, but it didn't take long for Elizabeth to understand. She hugged her husband and wept tears of joy. It wasn't long before Elizabeth could feel the baby growing inside her. She'd kept the secret from all her neighbours, though she wasn't sure why she did. Perhaps she knew that they would find it difficult to believe, besides... She was old to be having her first baby. Best wait until she could show him, tiny and perfect. But she longed to tell somebody. When she explained this to her husband, he understood and wrote, There is your young cousin. Mary, she said. Yes, there is Mary, but she's too far away in Nazareth. In Nazareth, Mary was walking in the garden. The orange trees were budding. Butterflies were basking in the sun on the white walls of her house, opening and shutting their wings like tiny books. She was soon to marry the man she loved, Joseph, the carpenter of Nazareth. She could not have been happier unless Joseph were with her, and this evening he would be. She leant against a tree and looked up through the branches at a sky so blue that it was almost white. Buds nodded and brushed her cheek, but at the top of the tree the buds had already broken into blossom. If only she could have that branch to set on the table this evening, but it was far too high for her to reach. A flicker. She caught her breath. It was as if the world 
had stopped turning for the tiniest fraction of a heartbeat and then moved on. It was probably nothing, but there was a shimmer in the air, and then the air itself seemed to thicken and tumble, and a hand was offering her a branch of orange blossom, and the eyes that gazed into hers were as kindly as they were joyful. Mary, do not be afraid, said Gabriel. And suddenly Mary was not afraid, had never been afraid. God is with you and has blessed you, chosen you, Mary. You will give birth to the Son of God, the child who is to be the king promised by all the prophets, whose kingdom is without end. Mary pressed her hands hard against the bark of the tree. She looked at the house.